Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Well, we're talking about faith. Amen. And uh, last week I talked about a little bit about why faith is important. And the reason, the reason the Spirit of God, I'm convinced, the purpose in bringing faith and the understanding of how faith works, bringing this to the forefront back in the 1970s was to get the church ready for these last days. And, uh, and I've said this, the times in which we live require that the people of God know their authority, know how to use their faith, know how to get things done in prayer. Amen? Exercising our authority is part of faith because it takes faith to exercise your authority. You have to know what the word says. You have to believe it and act on it. Amen? And so the message of faith is critical and not just the message, but understanding faith, living by faith. Living by faith in God is a critical lifestyle right now for the church. Amen. And, uh, and I talked a little bit about that last week, about the times in which we live. But, you know, uh, living by faith is important for ministry. See, this is a day in which the Spirit of God is leading us to, to think outside of just our own needs. Now, now listen, faith for healing, faith for the, the finances you need, all of those things are scriptural because those are part of our inheritance. There are certain things that have been given to us in Christ Jesus. They belong to us. They're rightfully ours. But just because they're ours doesn't mean they're just gonna fall on us like ripe cherries off a tree. The enemy will always be there to fight and to challenge everything that belongs to you. He will try to oppose it. He will try to steal it from you. And, it, and, and faith is designed to defeat the enemy so that we will know how to receive from God unhindered. In fact, go with me to Roman, uh, excuse me, Ephesians. This isn't part of my, my text this morning or my message this morning, but it goes with it. Go to Ephesians chapter uh, six and notice what it said about the armor of God. In Ephesians six, verse number 10 says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. How many of you believe that today is a day where we need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might? Amen. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles, that is the, the strategies and the scheming of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. See, there are forces in the spirit realm arrayed against us. And these are, these are evil forces, forces of the devil. And, and the devil wants to rob every one of us of the things that belong to us. But in order to be strong and not let that happen, he said, we have to put on the whole armor of God. And then he begins to describe the armor. He said, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Notice, we take the armor of God to withstand. 
not only to stand, but to withstand. We take the, we take the word of God and we act on it. We take the, the truths of the word of God, we believe it and act on it, and it causes us to stand, but we also have to withstand some things. He said, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand therefore having girded your waist with truth. Well, Jesus said, thy word is truth. So the truth is the word of God. He said, stand having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. What is that? That is our right standing with God. Our relationship with God is is established on his righteousness that's been imparted to us. If you're a Christian, you may not be perfect in all of your conduct, but God has declared you righteous in his eyes. And that's an important breastplate. That's an important thing. You, if you don't have that breastplate, what is the breastplate? It's simply an awareness. It's simply an awareness that you are the righteousness of God in Christ and that you are a child of God and a son of God and a joint heir with Jesus. And what belongs to you belongs to you. And the devil doesn't have any right to take it from you. That's, that's what happens when you put on the awareness, the understanding of your righteousness. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In other words, having your, your ministry shoes on, ready to speak the word, ready to share the word, ready to minister the word to people. The glorious gospel of our redemption, praise God. Yeah, and that takes some preparation. I said that takes some preparation. If you're not reading your Bible, if you're not studying, if you're not listening to the preacher, if you're not doing what you know to do, you're not preparing yourself. But when you act on the word and feed on the word, you you begin to be prepared, amen? But notice he says, above all, taking the shield of faith. Above all. Above all the other armor, take the shield of faith. Now he goes on to say, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. But he said, above all, take the shield of faith. Why is that so important above all? Well, you see, the shield of faith, he goes on to say, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Even if you have the breastplate of righteousness on, even if you have your feet shod, even if you have your loins girded about with truth, even if you have the helmet of salvation on, if you let your faith down, if you let the shield of faith down, the enemy can still shoot you. He can still send his fiery darts your way. He can still bring attacks into your life and they will be effective if you don't resist them with your faith, with your faith shield. So he said, above everything else, take the shield of faith. Wherewith, he said, you will be able to quench All the fiery darts of the wicked. All of them. Faith is critical. Like I said, faith is critical in ministry. God is raising us up in these last days to be a church that's thinking outside of our own needs. And so that's what I I then, then moved to in my comments. God wants us to use our faith on our needs so that we will be ready to move him and, and flow with him and act on his word for other people's needs. I noticed, I looked at this last night. I wasn't sure about it, but I looked it up and sure enough, 
when, when Jesus took the disciples on the, on the boat, remember he told them to get into the boat, go to the other side. He had ministered, he got into the boat and he went to sleep. He went to sleep in the back of the boat. And while he was asleep, a storm arose on the, on the sea, Sea of Galilee. And water was coming into the boat and they thought they were gonna drown. They thought they were going under. So they woke Jesus up and said, Jesus, Jesus, don't you even care? We're going, we're going under. Jesus got up and rebuked the wind and the sea. And then he turned to them and said, what is wrong with you? Why are you so fearful? It's just a storm. He said, why are you so fearful? How is it that you do not have faith? How is it? He said, how is it that you have no faith? Listen, God wants us to use our faith against the storms of life. That's one reason we have our faith and he will allow storms to come our way. He's not in the storm. He doesn't cause the storm. He didn't plan the storm. It's not of his design, but the storms are allowed to come our way so that we can use our faith on those things. But you see, as soon as they learned that lesson, they landed on the, on the shores of the Gadarenes and immediately a demon-possessed man pres- presented himself. Come running out of the tomb, screaming, you know, bound by chains, all of those things. He'd been bound by chains. Just a frightening sight. And Jesus cast the devil out of him, turned around, got right back on, the sh- on that same boat and went back on the other side. He came all the way across the lake or the Sea of Galilee just to minister to that one person, but on the way, the enemy tried to kill them all. Listen, before you're gonna be ready to stand before the demon possessed, you better know how to deal with the storms of life. If you can't deal with the storms of life, you won't be able to stand in front of the demon possessed and say, come out of him in the name of Jesus. You'll do what the disciples do and say, oh Lord, don't you care? Oh, oh, I don't know what we're gonna do. That was a lesson for them. Learn to use your faith when the opposition comes against you so that whenever you stand in ministry, no one, nothing, no circumstance, no devil can stand before you. Amen. 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 And, and faith is involved in every aspect of ministry. Anything you're ever gonna do for the Lord in in the sense of ministry, the devil's gonna oppose you. And not only that, whenever he leads you, let's say you're, you're, you're someplace and the Holy Spirit leads you to minister to somebody. You're out in public and suddenly you sense that just, you just know on the inside there's that person, I, I gotta go talk to them. Well, it takes faith to do that because you don't know that person. You don't know how they're gonna react. I might take a hammer out and start hammering you with it. I might just start cussing you out. You don't know. Listen, every time God leads you to do, he never tells you everything. If you ever notice that, he doesn't tell you the whole, he just just tells you just a little bit, just shows you one step he wants you to take. And you have to step out in faith. And you learn that by knowing how to receive your healing, your finances, your, the other promises of God. You learn those things in the daily conflicts of life so that whenever you are in a position to minister to somebody, you're, you're just bold because you know that if God's telling you to do it, he will come through. He will do his end. Yeah. 
Because like I said, you don't know. The, the Lord never tells you everything. I, I know, you know, we, when sometimes I'm ministering to people and the Lord will tell me just a little bit about them. I don't, I don't get the whole story. I, you know, it doesn't, particularly when I'm away, but you know, when you're in your own church because you know everybody, you know everybody's situation, it's, it's a little more difficult for the Spirit of God to give you revelation because you already know a certain amount and you get those things confused. But I've noticed whenever I'm away from here, you know, I don't know anybody. And the Holy Ghost will bring revelation. We were in, we were in a church and I got up to minister and there was a, a woman on the second row and she, it's just like she just stood out from everybody else. She just stood out to me. And, and then there was a lady behind her. I don't know if she was in the next row behind her or two rows behind her, but there's another lady behind her and same thing, at the same time, they stood out. And I, I knew I was supposed to minister to him, and I didn't know about what. And, and uh, so I said, lady right here, and I'm, you know, people are looking around, you know, you're talking to me. I said, yeah, you. I said, uh, the Lord has something for you and for the woman behind you. And I said, I don't understand this, but there's a connection somehow between the two. Well, that's a little different. You know, it's, easy, it's easier for the Holy Spirit to bring you revelation like that because you don't know anything. I've never seen these people before. So any, any impression I get, uh, I wouldn't confuse it with anything else I have because I don't have anything else about them. And so when I said, there's a connection between the two of you, and both of the ladies started laughing, that was her daughter. Now, I, they didn't look, or to, at least to me, I didn't notice that they looked alike. I would have never suspected that. And, and so I had them come down and administer to it and come to find out they had just gone into business together some kind of business venture. And so I had something to minister to them about that. But my point is, the Holy Spirit never tells you everything. He just tells you a little bit. And you have to have faith to act on what you know. Well, that's what we do when we receive healing. We act on what we know. There's a lot that's unseen. See, faith is the evidence of things. We'll get into that. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. There's a lot that's not seen, but you have to act on what you know. And in those cases, it's what the word says. You know what the Bible says. Nothing else looks like it confirms that. But you know what the Bible says, so you act on it. Well, by the same token, you know what the Holy Spirit says and you have to act on that, not knowing the outcome, not knowing exactly everything that's, that is to be revealed eventually. Well, in ministry, you have to know how to, how to act in faith and live by faith. If you own a business, you have to live by faith. Amen. Now, especially if you have employees. If you have, it's one thing if you have a business and it's just you. But when your business grows and you start taking on multiple employees, you, you learn really quick that there's some faith involved in that. Isn't that right, Eric? Steve, I mean, you got, you got, you find out that people then are depending upon you. It's not just you going down the tubes if your, if your business fails. You got a lot of people and, and you know this, not, not, not trying to, uh, cast aspersions on anyone, but you know this, Tra where's Travis? You know this too. And, and I'll, I'll lose track if I go any further. Annette, there's others in here, the same thing. But you know this, your employees aren't necessarily believing God for your business. They're riding on your faith. Isn't that right? You're conscious of that too. You know that's true. 
And, and so when you're in a situation that, like that, you need to know how to live by faith. Because you have a lot of people riding on your coattails. Well, amen. Business, family. Believe in God for your family. You know, Brother Steve ministered some things this morning along that line. Uh, it, takes, it takes faith. You have to know what it is and how to use it. How do we do that? Where do we practice that? We have plenty of opportunities in our own private lives every day. The enemy is constantly shooting those darts and we're constantly using our shield of faith to withstand and to, and to then lay hold and keep and maintain the promise of God. And well, it's true in other ventures outside of ourselves. Amen? And so that's, that's what these days are all about is us getting outside of ourselves, ministering to other people, having an impact in the community, having an impact in other people's lives. Amen? Well, praise the Lord. Glory to God. Go with me over then to uh, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews 11. Let's look at what the Bible says faith is. Amen. Now hold your place here in Hebrews 11 and go over with me to uh, the book of Jude. Hallelujah. In Jude verse three, it says, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once delivered to the saints. Now notice here the word faith has to do with the embodiment and the whole Christian uh, experience. The, 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 the body of doctrines and practices and, and everything that's involved in our common salvation is called the faith. It's the Christian faith. Okay, so that's one use of the word. But when you go back over to Hebrews chapter 11, the, there, the article is not there. He's not talking about faith in, in, in the sense of the Christian faith, the embodiment of all that we believe. Here, he's speaking very specifically and, and he's talking about faith in the abstract. The faith that you use to receive from God, the faith that, that you have in God. And he says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, it is the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That tells me one thing, first of all, that, that hope in and of itself doesn't have substance. That when you hope for something, you might, for instance, you might hope to retire rich. But you can hope all of, all of your life. Did, did my sound just go out? Huh? Okay, it's back on. All right, praise the Lord. You may, hallelujah. You may. You may hope all of your life. But if all you're doing is hoping, you'll never accomplish anything. Hope doesn't have any power to bring anything to pass. 
Now, hope is a good thing. I'm, don't, don't misunderstand me. The Bible talks about hope. And if you don't have any hope, there's nothing for your faith to give substance to. But hope alone doesn't have any substance. It takes faith to give substance to your hope. That word substance literally means assurance or confidence. So you could say it like this. Now faith is the assurance and the confidence of things hoped for. Well, how does faith, how does faith become the assurance and the confidence of things hoped for? Another translation says the title deed of things hoped for. Faith is the confidence, the assurance, the title deed of things hoped for. In other words, you hope, you start out and, and you have a desire. That's the same thing as a hope. You have a desire to be financially stable and to have, and to have a, a full supply financially. You have a desire and a hope for that. Well, faith then, faith is giving assurance that you have that. In other words, faith is the title deed. Faith is the, is the document that you have in place of the things you hope for. See, I have a, I have a title uh, in, in, my, uh, in my safe. I have, an, I have a title to my car or to my SUV. I have title to it. It's the title deed. Well, you know, even if I didn't have the, the SUV, even if I couldn't see it or put my hands on it, even if somebody stole it from me, I got the t- I know it's mine. There's no question that I own a white 2005 uh, Toyota Sequoia. There's no doubt that I have it and that I own it because I've got the deed for it. Now, it's good to ride in it. But if, if my ride is ever challenged, I got the title to it. I have the right to it. I'm not in question about whether or not I have an SUV. I might not be able to see it, but I have the title to it. It's been given to me. I know it. Isn't that right? Faith is the title deed. It's the confidence and the assurance of things hoped for. Then it goes on to say, it is the evidence of things not seen. The word evidence in the Greek just means the proof. It's the proof of things not seen. There are, whenever you have a desire for something, you have a, you have, let's say you, you want to plan for, for your retirement and you, uh, you want to, you, you, you're expecting the day that can come whenever you can, whenever you can retire and have enough to live on comfortably. That's a desire. That's a hope. Well, then you begin to use your faith for it. And your faith becomes the proof of it even though you can't see it. You don't, you don't see it yet. You don't see the evidence with your senses. Now, things not seen, that just, seem, that just simply means things that you can't perceive with your senses. You know, when the Bible talks about we walk by faith and not by sight, it's not just talking about vision, it's talking about all of your senses because, you know, there are some things that you can, that you can see but you can't hear. And there are some things you can't hear but you can feel. There's some things you can feel but you can't taste. Isn't that right? We have five senses. 
And when you think about it, it's, it's hearing, seeing, feeling, tasting, and smelling. If a person, if, if those five senses were stripped off of someone, you couldn't hear anything, you couldn't see anything, you couldn't smell anything or taste anything, and you couldn't even feel anything. You would be, you would be completely isolated from, from all reality around you. You, you, could, you could be sitting in your house and it could be burning down around you. And you'd have no way of knowing. You'd just get burned up. You wouldn't even know you were getting burned up. You couldn't even feel anything. So we, we, we're aware of our physical world through those senses. So that's what he's saying. Faith is the evidence of things that our senses can't perceive, can't lay hold of. There's a, I don't know why I didn't, didn't find this years ago. I've had this, this uh, Greek commentary for a number of years. But Kenneth Wiest has a profound statement on faith. It's the best I've ever heard on faith in his, in his Greek study. And he says, faith apprehends, that simply means to understand or to grasp. Faith apprehends as a real fact what is not revealed to the senses. It rests on that fact acts upon it and is upheld by it in the face of of all that seems to contradict it. That's what faith is. Faith grasps and perceives as a real fact what is not revealed to the senses. It rests on that fact. It acts upon it and is upheld by it in the face of all that seems to contradict it. See, when faith says, I have it, Whatever it is you're praying for, faith says, I have it now. That's the first most important thing you'll ever learn about faith is that faith says, it's mine now. See, when you pray for something, you believe you receive it right then. Well, then your faith is the evidence of things that you don't yet see. Maybe, it's a, maybe you need healing in your body. And you know that Jesus has, has provided healing for you in redemption. So you go to the Lord and you say, now, Lord, I'm claiming this blessing. It's mine. I believe I receive that in Jesus' name. I believe I receive my healing. Well, you may, maybe your body doesn't change right away. Sometimes it doesn't. Well, your faith says, your faith is the evidence that you have it even though you can't see it. Even though it's not materialized, even though nothing has changed, your faith says, it's mine now. Notice it says, now faith is. At the first of this verse, notice that. Now faith is. If it's not now, it's not faith. And you can always identify people, whether by, by listening to them talk. There, if people are still in hope, they're always talking about what God's gonna do. Well, I believe God's gonna heal me. Well, that might sound good, but he's not going to. No, he's not. You mean God's not gonna heal me? No, he's not going to. As long as you're saying God's going to, he can't because that's not faith. See, if it's in the future, if you're saying God, I, I, God is going to heal me. God is going to provide my needs. God is going to uh, bless my business. God, as long as it's in the future, it's not now. Faith says, I have my need met now. Faith says, I have my financial need now. I believe I receive it now. It's mine now. 
Now, now people will, will, a lot of times you'll hear people say, well, well, I'm just a hoping and a praying that such and such will happen. How many of you ever heard that expression? Oh, I'm just a hoping and a praying. Well, if you're a hoping and a praying, your, your prayers can't be answered because God doesn't answer hope. Well, I'm, I've heard that all my life. Well, I'm hoping and a praying that such and such will come to pass. Well, sweetheart, if you're hoping and a praying, you're gonna have to get over that and start praying and believing because hope is future. It's always looking at what God's gonna do someday, somehow, some way. I'm gonna be blessed. I'm gonna be healthy. I'm gonna be prosperous. My children are gonna be saved. I'm gonna have a good business. On and on and on and on. And it's always future. Faith says, no, I believe God. I've prayed And I believe that God has answered my prayer now even though I cannot see it. Even though I can't hear it, I can't can't touch it, I can't feel it, it's mine, praise God. Now some people, some people, you know, they they can sound very positive. There's a a real uh, trap here. Sometimes people can get real positive and pretend like they're in faith. You know, uh, uh, John Wesley said that the devil has given the church a substitute for faith that sounds and looks so much like faith that a lot of people can't tell it apart. He called it mental assent. Well, there's, a, there's another, there's another uh, component to that. People will say, well, bless God, I just know God's gonna heal me. I just know it. Well, see, that's still hope. That's still hope because he's gonna. And you can be real positive about it and be real determined, you know, and ball your fist up and, you know, set your jaw and be real stern about it. Oh, and you can let your voice quiver a little bit. Oh, oh, glory to God. I just believe God is going to meet my need. But it's still future. See, so you're not in faith. Faith says, I thank you, Father, you have met my need. I believe my need is met now. I believe I'm healed now. I believe my, you may need 500 extra dollars by the end of the month and it might be the 30th of the month. Faith says, I have it. I have it now in Jesus' name. See, as long as you're saying, "I, I know I'm gonna have it, that's not faith. Faith says, I have it now. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Now, on, now, how the question is asked, on what authority, because people have a problem with this. They have a problem with saying, well, I'm just, I just don't feel right saying I have something I don't have. Some people feel like they're lying. If they say, well, you know, if I, if, in other words, somebody comes up for, for prayer, for healing, and you lay hands on them and you say, well, are you healed? Some people feel like they're lying if they say, yes, I'm healed, when they don't feel anything in their body. Because most of the time, people look to their body to see whether they're healed or not. You pray for them, and then they go to feeling to see if they're healed. Well, that, that's, that's not faith. Because when, when, you, when someone prays for you, or you pray for your healing, you end that prayer by saying, I believe I receive it now. In Jesus' name, it's mine. And then you don't look to your body to see if you're healed. But sometimes I'll ask people, well, are you healed? 
I'm not asking them whether they feel like it. I'm giving them an opportunity to say what they believe. And very often people will say, well, I hope so. Well, I'm not sure. Let me check. I'm not sure. No, I didn't ask you what you felt like. I'm asking you, are you healed? You prayed. I prayed for God to heal you. Are you healed? Well, I can't really tell just yet. Well, listen, did we pray? Did you ask him? Did he say he would do what you ask in prayer? Yeah, well, then are you healed? Well, I don't know. Well, I, I can't tell. It's not, well, you can tell. If you know the Bible, you can tell. I said, if you know the Bible, you can tell that you're healed, not by what is seen, by what, but by what is not seen. Your faith is the evidence of things not seen. Hallelujah. You never outgrow this. This, this is a fundamental principle, but you will apply it virtually every day the rest of your life because the enemy is constantly bombarding us with what we call just circumstances, which are physical, natural realities that are contrary to what we want or what the scriptures say or what we've asked God for. There's, there, there is this constant barrage of natural things that looks like it's not working. That God hasn't given you what you asked for. That the, that the blessing isn't yours. That God didn't move. Jesus said, ask and you shall receive. He didn't say ask and I'll think about it. Ask and you shall receive that your joy shall be full. He also said, everyone who asks receives. Did you know when you go to the Lord in prayer and you ask for something that's according to the word, something that's, that you've got scriptural foundation for, when you ask him for it, he gives it to you right then. Because Jesus said, everyone who asks, of course you understand that's in faith, because James said, if you don't ask in faith, don't even think you'll get anything. So, so you have to understand that he's asking in faith. But Jesus said, everyone who asks receives. So the moment you ask for your healing, it's yours. But people are waiting on some kind of evidence that it's theirs, some kind of feeling, some, something they can look at to confirm whether or not God did what he said he would do. But Jesus said, everyone who asks receives. So it's a done deal the moment you ask. How you feel is really not the most important thing. Now, I didn't say it's not important because we all want to feel better. That's why we asked, right? I mean, the reason I'm asking for healing is because it hurts or or I'm dying or whatever it is. I, I I want the circumstances to change. I don't want to just have a spiritual healing that never shows up in the natural. I want the physical thing. But that's not the most important thing. If you get your eyes on that, you'll miss it. You have to get your eyes on the truth that Jesus said, everyone who asks receives. He who seeks, finds. He who knocks, to him it will be open. In other words, when you ask, God grants it right then. It's yours right then. And faith says, 
Faith says it's mine because faith is the evidence, the proof of things that you don't see yet. I, I, I'm not looking to a change in my body to confirm that I have it. I have God's word for it. God said, whatever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive it and you'll have it. I have God's word for it. Well, if I have God's word for it, then I have to make a choice, which, what, what am I gonna look to? Am I gonna look to what God said am I, or am I gonna look to my circumstances? And see, that's, the, that's one of the most difficult things for people to do is to not look at the circumstances. Paul said we walk by faith and not by, you could say, circumstances, not by sight. We're not, we're not to look at the things that, that are seen. See, if, you, if you, your body, let's say you have a rash, a real bad rash on your arm, and you want God to heal you. Well, that's your desire. You, you want the rash to be gone. It itches or it burns or it hurts or whatever it is or it just doesn't look good. You want it to be gone. Well, when you ask for healing and you believe that you're healed, you can't, you can't look at the rash to determine whether or not God answered your prayer. You have to look at what God said about it. God said, if you'd ask, you'd receive. So I look at that rash and I have to discount it. I'm not saying the rash, this isn't, this isn't Christian science. We're not saying that, that the, the rash doesn't exist anymore. We're not saying anything like that. We're not, it's not kind of some kind of, a, of, of you know, mind alteration or anything. We're not talking about that. It's nothing spooky about it. I just have to choose which reality I'm gonna live by. Am I gonna believe what I can see? And it's real, don't, mis, don't misunderstand me. It's real, I can see it. Other people can see it. I, I can see that the symptom is still there, that the circumstance, whatever, if it's a financial lack or whatever it is, I can see that the circumstance still exists, but I'm choosing to see what God said. My faith then becomes the evidence, becomes the title deed. And I know it's mine because God said it's mine. Amen? Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's stop here. Praise God. I tell you what, we're honing faith skills because we need it every day of our life. I said we need it every day of our life. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Well, let's stand up. Praise God. Hallelujah. Sebra, Brema, Imra, Propra, Vre, Tedebi, Ama, Ama, Sepea, Kebedi, Van, Sina, Amanzaleda, Zundo, Mon, Jin, Jin, Jan, Dan, Mani, Gin, Zin, Gondo. Faith is of the essence. Faith is that that God requires. Faith is that that God gives. Faith is that that God provides. So take the provision of God. Take the gift of God. Take what God has made available for it is the thing that you use to make transactions in the spirit realm. Use your faith on things every day and when things arise 
to, to knock you off your way, you will be strong because you will be strong in faith. You will have proven that the word of God works. You will have exercised your faith, built yourself up in faith, and you'll have a background and an understanding that other people will then look to. And they'll say, well, I don't know why so-and-so is so blessed, but I just know they know God. Well, it's not a secret, and you'll be able to share with them. It's no secret. It's just taking God at his word and acting like what he said is true, and it'll come to pass. It'll come to pass. Praise God. Hey, Shimana Gana, Sutola Boko, Ore men belenifre ven vedinando, Lotore, Estitra Gale, Grongo mo litifre ven vale, Freve, Mensi, Olo, Cocore, Ikea, Shiprafa, Gederanan, Prefe men mena, Ingringandi non si sto prave teri data. So don't look at other people, don't look at other people's experiences. Don't look at other people to, to determine what God will do in your life. God will do all that he said he will do. He will meet the desire and the hopes of your heart and he will bring those things to pass when you give him faith for those things. So don't look at other people. Don't look at other people who have failed, but look at the word of God. Look at the record of my word, says the Lord, and you'll see victory for you every day. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Glory to Jesus. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you. We love you. We love you, Lord. Summa la manakaya. Summa manakaya. Sapafra peveri teratifia. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We worship you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God. There there are going to be some of the most astounding things take place in, in just the days ahead. I'm talking about right here in this church. There are going to be some of the most astounding things take place as a result of people's faith. We're going to begin to hear some testimonies that that will indicate that there's been a step up in faith. We're going to hear testimonies from people that are going to say, You know, I've had this situation in my life for this long period of time and I've prayed and I've stood and then got discouraged and this process has happened over and over and over again but today I'm free. Today it's done. I'm here to, we're gonna hear this. I'm here to testify that God has met that need and I have it. We're going to hear testimonies like that of real miracles, real, I mean, chronic things that just would not yield in people's lives in the past. They're they're going to yield. They're going to yield to faith. It's just going to be pure old fashioned faith in God. Hallelujah. 
praise God. Well, I mean, we have a lot of, we have a lot of testimonies already, but I'm telling you what, get ready. Get ready. We're going to hear more. We're going to get more. Hallelujah. Because we're going to step up. We're going to step up in faith. How many of you could, could use to uh, step up in faith? Amen. Step up. I, I'm just saying step up to a higher level. Believing for bigger things. You know, the Bible talks about miracles and it talks about notable miracles. Some answers are, are more notable than others. I mean, they're all precious when you receive an answer from God. But there are some things that just cause people to wow. There's, cause, there's some things that cause people to, to wonder and, and amazement. Get ready. Get ready. Hallelujah. We're going to come from right around, right here in this room, right here in this, this group. Glory to God. And not only here, others. There'll be others. There'll be testimonies of other victories that'll come as people come in. And people will get up and share you. And, and they'll say, I just want the church to, to understand what happened the other day. I was in such and such a place and I ministered to so-and-so and look what God did. We're going to hear testimonies like that. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And others will come in of themselves and testify. I said others will come in of themselves and testify. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I just want, I just, I just, (laughs) I don't, I'm not sure we really understand what God's going to (laughs) do. Oh, hallelujah. Listen, get your expectancy up. Start, start cranking up. Start ramping up your expectancy. We sang this morning, God can do all things. All things. We either sang it or Steve said it. I don't know. All things. Listen, all, the all things, that, that's pretty big. We need to start raising our expectation for some things that we've never seen before. Oh, hallelujah. There are, some, there are going to be some changes in people that you wouldn't expect. <laughs> there, there's going to be some changes in, that's all I can say. It's the best way to say it. There are going to be some changes in people that are going to cause you to put your hand over your mouth and go, Wow changes in people hallelujah <laughs> God's going to do some things in people's lives and you're going to look you're going to look around and go I would have never believed that person would have that hallelujah Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's just thank you for his goodness and blessing. Glory.
Pontiac Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.